Hello, I'm Axel Sussuris. And I'm Drake Sussuris. And welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we realize we've been on a hiatus for a while, but that's because we, we really couldn't come up with anything. Um, so we're changing the podcast a little bit. We're going to be talking about um, movies and TV and directors and Oscars and everything really related to that uh, because that's what we really talk about anyway. So we thought we might as well make a podcast about it. So yeah, anything to add, Drake? Yeah, after months... Months of being away, we're finally back, and uh, we're here to stay. So why don't we get right into it? Alrighty. All right, guys. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about a movie we saw uh, not too recently, but not too far away either. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Disclaimer, there could be spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, if you want to go see it, um, go see it and then conveniently come click back and you can hear some of what we have to say about it. We'll try to be brief, but uh, yes, there may be spoilers, so just be aware of that. Uh, Anyway, the director of this film is the famous Quentin Tarantino. Um, Drake, I believe you said it was his ninth film. Ninth film. At least that he's, I believe it's he's written. I could be wrong, but he I think he's done more films, but this is like the ninth one with his name attached as the director, I believe. Needless to say, he's no rookie, and uh, basically the story, it's about a, um, a television actor uh, and a stunt double, and basically it's just about how this actor wants to achieve more. He doesn't really want to be the bad guy anymore. Um, it takes place during 1969, which uh, basically the 60s and all that which was considered the golden age of TV, basically. And uh, it also uh, centers around, would you say, the uh, the Sharon Tate murders um, of and how the Manson family kind of just broke into Sharon Tate's home and killed her and her friends. Um, led the attack was led by Charles Manson and um, his cult. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, basic. So the main actors are Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie are the stars of this. So uh, anyway, what were your thoughts on it? Anything to add right off? I mean, I thought it was good. I, I can't say I didn't enjoy it. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought a lot of us in the theater thought it was funny. I don't think it's a funny movie, and I don't think laughing maybe was appropriate at the time that we did. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio had outstanding had an outstanding performance in this movie, um, but just sometimes just, I, I must account, he must have cried at least five times during the film, and it just got... Funnier and funnier every time he cried. Not not to say he's a bad actor at all, but it was uh, just the emotional character he played was something that I personally found comedic. I have to agree. Um, after watching the movie, I was a bit confused. Um, I know briefly about uh, Charles Manson and his cult uh, during uh, the late 60s and uh, early 70s, but um, it took me a while. You know, like after the movie, I was confused. Like I was like, I didn't understand if there was a plot or not, but uh, after watching uh, and like really thinking about it and talking to uh, some people about it, like I, like I said, it's basically retelling. It's basically kind of a biopic, but like it's not a complete true story, if that makes sense. So anyway, uh, let's get into it. So we've been looking up a lot of facts and just little interesting things about this, and we think you'll find what we have to say pretty interesting. So uh, this came from Drake. He came up to me and told me that uh, 
they they portrayed Bruce Lee in the movie. Uh, it was very hilarious. It's a very funny scene. Brad Pitt basically uh, got into a fight with him and uh, basically kicked his ass. But um, they they portrayed Bruce Lee uh, in this movie as like this era. He, they portrayed him not portrayed portrayed as this arrogant, full of himself, full of hot air martial artist in Hollywood kind of helping fight choreography. And it was hilarious to say the least, but uh, a lot of people did not like that depiction, including Bruce Lee's daughter. Yeah. Um, it's, she was very offended and tried to talk about Quentin Tarantino about it. But what he said was pretty interesting. He said that, um, that's how he was. He was actually kind of an arrogant guy you know, not very humble and, and people like to doubt him, but like Quentin Tarantino has been with him. He's been around him and he says, that's just not true. Um, yeah. Um, I, I have quotes right here. He, he's been interviewed about that. It's been subject for controversy because Bruce Lee's daughter came out and said that she did not like the depiction. She was very uncomfortable with it. And Tarantino just flat out can't say he was kind of an arrogant guy. Um, and he said that he didn't um, make up the things he wrote in the script. Um, obviously, he had to make up um, the parts that he retold history. But um, he said the depictions of the real characters um, in the film are 100% accurate. Um, he, he goes on to say, I heard him say things like that, uh, like that to the effect. Um, and he said if people were saying... Um, well, he never said he could beat up Muhammad Ali. Well, yeah, uh, he did. So Tarantino just kind of defends his depiction and quite fearlessly, if I have to be honest, it's hard to go against someone who, who, who knows the person you're trying to betray very well. And you just kind of just disregard what she says and just kind of, uh, defend your betrayal. I think it's really quite interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get into uh, some of the other stuff. How about uh, Oscar Oscar stuff? So Drake and I have talked it over. Um, we have many, many debates about who's going to get nominated, why, what's going to win. And uh, I believe – we do believe Leonardo DiCaprio will be nominated for this movie. I, I have – very clearly uh, stated, Axel, that I believe that Leonardo DiCaprio will get nominated as lead, uh, as an actor in a lead role. Um, while Brad, for me, Brad Pitt's a hit and a miss. He was very good in the movie, but um, the, the the Academy is a group of very differently minded people than Axel and I. So um, I believe that Brad Pitt's going to be nominated for Ad Astra, and I believe Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be nominated for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't think Brad Pitt will be double nominated in a supporting role for Once Upon a Time, but um, yeah, I, I could be wrong. Um, but th that's just what I have been saying, and what I um, believe that I believe that's where the direction is going to go in terms of who's going to get nominated for those awards. Uh, anything about like Quentin Tarantino or the film itself? Do you think anything else? Like maybe. Uh... Uh, set or because like it was very like beautiful or like costumes like again it was very virtually uh stimulating and uh what's the word for it like very Aesthetic, pleasing. aesthetically, yeah, aesthetically pleasing. pleasing well yeah i think um you know tarantino movies are always 
hot topics um, during the Academy Award kind of buzz. Um, I think it's it's a hit or miss, to be honest. Um, I think Tarantino will be up for Best Screenplay. Um, he might be up for Best Director as well. He's never won Best Director. The two Academy Awards he does have is for um, Best Original Screenplay. So I imagine he'll be nominated for Best Screenplay again because this story is just awesome. And the way he tells it and the way he kind of groups everything together and it comes together very cohesively at the end is uh, very nice. Um, but yeah, I assume this movie will get um, a few Oscar nods. I, I can't say anything for the win about any movie for that matter. But um, I think this movie will be nominated for sure. Um, speaking of what you just said um... – What's interesting that this uh, the screenplay he wrote, um, this was a, a six-year book he was working on. He worked on it for six years? Yeah. he basically, So he, worked, he was working on it for six years. He was working on a book until one day he woke up and just decided this would be better as a screenplay, which to me is just like I, – I wouldn't be like upset, I guess, but like to know that you've been working so long on it like a book and just realizing like what am I doing? This is a movie. Considering he had a written, um, I think it wasn't that hard of a transition to turn into a screenplay. I mean, he made a, a beautiful movie with uh, a fine cast. So I think in that uh, it worked out for him. Yeah. I mean, that's a hard decision to make. I mean, yeah, he, he's a filmmaker, but when you've been writing on something you think is a book for a while and then just uh, kind of scrap it and turn it into this other thing, it's, I assume it's not a very easy decision to make. Anyway, do you want to talk about anything else about the movie? Any scenes? Any uh, portraying like in the movie itself? Or, um, I mean, yeah, it, the movie itself was just very. It was it was a lot to take in, like like every Tarantino movie. Um, it, it was it was very good. I, I enjoyed it. Like from start to finish, you you really can't take your eyes off the screen. There's just it, Tarantino just doesn't allow you to. Uh, from like uh, shoeless, sockless hippie girls getting picked up in cars, from crazy fire, uh, flame throwing scenes. Um, it's just you—you you can't take your eyes off the screen. There are movies where I could sit in a theater and I could probably fall asleep. And I don't think any of Tarantino's movies are uh, movies that allow you to do that because there's just too much going on. You need to focus on, it and there's just uh, too much coming at you that you you just you, you, oh, it feels like you almost can't relax. You feels like you feel like something is going to happen, and you feel like you're going to miss something because uh, the way Quentin Tarantino kind of makes a movie is obviously a lot different from other uh, typical filmmakers. Um, it, it's a lot of them are uh, chronologically out of order, at least Pulp Fiction for sure. Um, so going into that movie, I was on edge. I really wanted to make sure I got everything I could and I could comprehend and understand the movie as much as I could by the end of it. Um, and uh, I think Tarantino does a good job of not making it so difficult uh, to understand. It, it's not something you really have to search. The, the theme isn't something, and the, what you're trying to get out of the movie isn't something you have to search for so much. It's it's kind of right there. You you have to pay attention, but it's it's right there throughout the movie. Um, so I enjoyed that part of it. Um, I have to agree with you. Um, it was very um, 
like you said, it wasn't hard to follow, but I feel like there was many uh, plots and subplots, if that makes sense. And um, plots and subplots. And uh, he did use a lot of uh, a literary, literary illusion, which I found uh, really, really cool. And uh, not to mention that, like, there's so many, like, great names in this movie. Like, from, uh, you know, there was that girl from Stranger Things. There's DiCaprio, uh, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. Uh, there, I mean, there's so many guest stars and so many things that made this movie uh, really well. And, yeah, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with two of the best actors in Hollywood. I have to agree with whatever that. Whatever the script or whatever the lines are written for them may be. And uh, also to what you said, um, oh Lord, I just lost my train of thought. Well, actually, I want to go back to what you said um, about the plots and subplots. Um, for me, there were there were two big plots. There were no subplots for me. There were two large plots that kind of came together at the end, but they were very they were very distinct and different throughout the movie. Um, obviously, the first. Uh, I take that back. I think there are th- I think there are three, two plots and one subplot. The, the main plot being uh, a stuntman and an actor kind of going go, through go, Hollywood. going through Hollywood and c- trying to s- save this kind of washed up Hollywood actor's career. Um, and the other plot is kind of this whole Sharon Tate thing, and and, and throughout the movie they. they they're seemingly unrelated. Uh, the Sharon Tate and the Manson family murders and all of what's happening is kind of uh, disconnected. And while that's happening, there's a subplot um, we get to see inside the life of uh, Cliff, um, who is Brad, who, uh, Brad Pitt plays Cliff in the movie. He is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character's stunt double. Um, and we kind of get to see um, inside his life. And it's very interesting because his subplot uh, begins to bring these two large plots together um, as uh, this the stunt double from this actor's life kind of brings uh, this Manson family to um, both their doorsteps. Um, and all of the plots kind of collide together because um, of this awesome subplot going on with uh, Cliff, which is Brad Pitt's character again. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, with the you know with a great movie like that, it's I feel like what what you said too, but um, you can't really go wrong, you know. If it's if it's not for the acting, it's for the violence. If it's not for the violence, it's the comedy. Um, there's there, I feel like that if there's something for everyone in his movies that you know are old enough to go see them. Um, but yeah, um, I've been looking up some facts while you've been talking a little bit, and um, I found some interesting things. Um, DiCaprio and Pitt were only paid ten million for the movie, which wow, which is like I well yeah, it's like oh my gosh, like ten million, it's great, it's a great amount of money, but for like the top two A list actors in Hollywood, like don't you think? Do you think they should be paid more? Well, it poses the question, you know. I mean, ten million dollars, like you know, someone offered me to pay play any role for ten million dollars, whatever it may be, I, I take it without a heart, you know, without skipping a beat, but um. For for some projects that actors undergo, I think it really it really is just um, what people are going to think about your performance and and really um, how the script and how the direction 
will influence and give you the best performance possible. Um, so I don't think Pitt or DiCaprio or uh, Robbie were sacrificing anything. Um, maybe this movie was um, a, a little bit of a pay decrease, but at the same time, you get to work with one of the you know most famous or infamous uh, film directors slash writers, uh, depending on uh, what you um, think of Tarantino. I think he's a wonderful film maker. Um, and, and you get really this distinct part that is very different from anything that you've ever played. So I don't think they should have been paid more because, I mean, first, $10 million is fine. And second, you you get this opportunity to play this this awesome character that Quentin Tarantino has written specifically for you. And um, you know, I don't, I think that's just priceless. So basically what you're saying is um, considering who they are, um, they basically took it for the project and the interest they showed in it. Yeah. I mean, when, when you've done as many things as uh, they have, I think money starts to become less of an issue and mm -hmm. more of just what you want, what you want to leave your, how you want to leave your legacy and how you want your career to be fined, de defined. Um, you know, Pitt, Pitt's doing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and at Astra this year. So um, I, I really think he's not, not so much focused on money, but rather um, really working on his, his art and what, what he can do to make it better. And same thing with DiCaprio. Um, you know, they, they, they're both producers. They're both, um, you know, they're, they, they both focus on production of movies now. So, um, they can kind of, kind of step back from having to worry about money and really worry about, um, what, what they're doing with their art and what they, what they want to achieve in, in their profession. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree with that. Um, going on to the next point, um, what I also saw is um, obviously they weren't um, considered for the main roles at first. You know, there's tons of people. Um, I, some of the names I saw were uh, Jennifer Lawrence uh, was uh, considered, um, Samuel L. Jackson, and um, I believe Tom Cruise was even considered for the parts before they approached uh, DiCaprio and Pitt. But um, that's how it goes in all Hollywood movies, basically. It's just who can do it the best and who's in the right spot at the right time. Um, also, what I saw is that um, uh, someone died during this. Someone died during this. Well, I think two people actually died. One of um, you know, Riverdale guy that died? I don't know what his name is. You guys know. It's something Perry. I don't think it's... Luke Perry. Luke Perry, um, this was his last movie, actually, before he died. He was featured in it. Um, I don't remember seeing him in it, but again, um, he was probably just a short little cameo. So, But that's a little interesting tidbit I found. Um, also, one of our favorite scenes from this movie is when uh, Leonardo DiCaprio throws a huge flipping fit in his uh, trailer, and which we discover later that he improvised the whole thing, which was uh, – that was one of the funny parts, I thought. It was hilarious, and it was actually very, very good acting, I thought. It was it was very real and very raw. Um, it's just him just sitting in his trailer crying and trying to figure out how to 
how to how to act um you know with with the lines and how he kind of embarrassed himself um and it's very rare in a Tarantino movie um you know Quentin Tarantino as good of a writer he is um he he wants his lines to kind of stay a concrete and he wants the script to kind of be a, really he wants his script to be used throughout the the film so any kind of improvisation in a Tarantino film is very rare and I think that um you know, DiCaprio, when when he had the chance, really just took it and run with it, um, and ultimately created this awesome uh, scene, um, like right smack dab in the middle of the film. Uh, okay, thank you, Drake. Um, guys, we're approaching twenty minutes, so uh, we're gonna end this. We don't want it to be too long. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for bearing with us on this uh, long hiatus we had. Um, we're very excited about this new topic that we're starting, though. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about several movies. We'll, we'll definitely we're not going to run out of anything to talk about. So we'll we'll definitely be uh, coming out with more episodes uh, quickly. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please join us uh, next time where we're going to talk about something movie related. Um, enjoy your Friday uh, and the weekend. And uh, before I go, uh, that reminds me. If you guys want us to talk about a certain movie or director or anything like that, um, just DM us or hit us up somehow and uh, we'll consider it and we'll maybe talk about it in an episode of our podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy the weekend and see you next time. Thank you. This is Axel. This is Drake. Later.